don't know whether you've ever been on a, a, a walking tour or a, a tour of anything. Anybody been on a tour where you've had people telling you information? Yeah. And if you notice, it's not always easy to follow. You know, sometimes they'll walk around with, um, with an umbrella, won't they, to, to follow the tour guide. And if you haven't been to one as an adult, you know, maybe you remember in school when you all walked in a crocodile and the teacher would be uh, taking you on a tour. Actually, when we went on our tour, there was a school party as well, and they were dressed in uh, sort of... Um, breastplates and carrying shields and stuff. I, I felt a bit, uh, you know, done, done out of it, really, because we didn't have anything to carry. But we did have uh, a tribune or a centurion or something or other with a, with a hat on his head with all these turkey feathers on his hat, on his helmet. And apparently, a uh, little bit of information here, in the old days, they, uh, they used to say, say, kill the turkey first. The enemy was a kill the turkey first because the guy with this on his head, he was the leader. But, uh, but yeah, it's not always uh, easy to follow. This is what was on a tombstone in Beedale in Yorkshire. Remember, friend, when passing by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you will be. Prepare for death and follow me. Some wag had added the words, to follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. <laughs> so that was quite good. So today's reading is about, uh, it's about when Jesus called his first disciples to follow him. And it's just a couple of verses. This is how it goes. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he'd gone a little bit further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Just uh, a couple of verses there, but Jesus is saying three things. Come, follow, and then telling them what to do. Come, follow, and do. I guess all of us uh, here have heard uh, God's call to us. Maybe that's why we're here. God's given us that sense that we want to be in church. This is the place where we want to be. We want to follow Jesus. And that call uh, you may have responded to years and years ago, uh, you know, right back in the distant past as I did. Or it may be that only recently you've sort of heard the call of God saying, yeah, come on, come, come to me. It might have been a sudden, wonderful moment when you realized that Jesus was saying to you, come. Or it might have been over a period of time. But you know, however it was, those words of Jesus saying, come, are really wonderful, aren't they? You know, I always think of Jesus, okay, he was nailed to a cross, but he's in that position. It's almost as if, well, it is. His death is saying, come to me. 
he said to people, come to me, all you are feeling tired and weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Maybe some here today are feeling tired, weary, and the problems are just so great. And he says, I'll give you rest. He also said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes, and later on in John's vision, uh, in the revelation, Jesus said, um, I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Who would not want to come to Jesus? He is just so wonderful. He offers so much. He is great. But whatever our first encounter with Jesus was, that was just the beginning. There is so, so much more. Because Jesus uh, didn't just say come. He says follow. And you know, a lot of people who came to Jesus during his time on earth, there were thousands of them who were really impressed by all that he did, the way he spoke, the way he healed, the miracles he did. But many of those at one point turned away. The Bible tells us that when Jesus had given them a particularly difficult message, it said many uh, turned away from him. They couldn't follow. They didn't want. They, they didn't want the difficult thing that he said would uh, would happen if they followed him. He said, to, uh, "Whoever wants to follow me must take up his cross," and that meant, you know, uh, I'm going to suffer. And you also will suffer. Being a Christian is not a bed of roses, as, uh, as most of you, I'm sure all of you, will realize there are some difficult decisions to make. There are some things that are difficult to, to do because Jesus says, come and follow uh, me. You know, uh, when Jesus called Andrew, that wasn't the first time um, Andrew had met Jesus. Uh, he'd been there. Andrew had been interested in things of God way back uh, when John the Baptist was baptizing people in the River Jordan. And John's message was, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Andrew had obviously, obviously been impressed by John. He was there uh, in, by the River Jordan, which is over by Jerusalem. And they came from up north, uh, these guys. But uh, he'd come down to hear this great preacher, this wild man, John the Baptist. But, you know, uh, after he went back, he went back to his home in Galilee. And he went on with his job. He was working uh, with the nets, with the fish, doing his fishing business. Um, but then Jesus, as we saw in the reading, when Jesus went up to Galilee, he saw them uh, down there on the shore and at that point, he said, come and follow me. You know, they'd already made a decision to, um, to believe in Jesus. They believed that God was coming. They believed that God was going to send his Messiah. But now, here was Jesus uh, saying, okay, you want to believe in me? You want to come to me? Come and follow me. It's taking the next step. 
And, you know, sadly, many people will um, be thrilled when they hear Jesus call them. They believe in the words. They believe he is the Son of God, and they want to follow him. But uh, the next step is a difficult one, isn't it? It's for many people a step too far. They don't want their lives to be changed. They're happy to come to faith, to be a believer, but not to be a follower. As I said, being a follower isn't always easy. You know, when, uh, when I was on my tour with the Roman soldier, if you're interested, you're close up to him, you're listening to what he's saying. But if you're at the back of the crowd, uh, then it's, it's difficult. And some people are content to be at the back. They're following, but they're following the followers. And those who want to know more about uh, what they're being told, they, they want to be up front. And it's the same with Jesus, isn't it? We need to be close to Jesus if we want to follow him. I mean, it's great that we uh, share things with each other, that we uh, encourage each other, that we teach each other. That is great, but there's nothing can replace hearing God for yourself. So, uh, you know, so really spend time just uh, being with, with Jesus, reading his word, asking him what he wants to, to say uh, to you today. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit in our lives because when we came to Jesus, God gave us the Holy Spirit to live within us. And he is our teacher. So Jesus said, I'm going to leave you with uh, somebody to comfort you, to counsel you, to teach you. He will lead you into all truth. We're meant uh, not just to come, not just to say a few words, yes, I, I believe in you. We're meant to follow Jesus, and we will be changed from glory to glory. I know as we come to a new year, I don't know about you, but I often think, how have I changed in the last year? Has anything changed? Am I just doing the same old, same old? Am I any closer to Jesus than I was last year? But, you know, as amazing and wonderful and almost unbelievable as this is, Jesus wants to present his followers as faultless before God. That's his plan, that we will, he, when he presents us uh, to God, we will be faultless. And that's because uh, he, we are forgiven as uh, we confess our sins and come to him. So if we want to follow Jesus, what are the sorts of things that, uh, that Jesus did that we would want to emulate? Anybody got any ideas? Come on, you all know what Jesus did. Come on, don't be shy. Oh, we are, they're all, sorry, you have to shout because I'm a bit deaf. Mo. He healed people. Great, are we praying for people? Are we praying that they will be healed? It's a big one to start with, Mo. Any, anything else? Some, he showed compassion. That's something we can all do, isn't it? He loved the people that were hard to love. Yeah, that was great. He listened to his father. Yeah, great. We should indeed. 
Yeah, very good. And he was obedient, wasn't he? He was obedient to death on the cross even. Um, he was humble. Uh, he didn't put himself forward even though he was the creator of the world. He was humble. Uh, he spent time in prayer, as Mo said. Uh, he was able to sort of read people. He was able to discern what, pe what was in people's hearts. He could tell when people were struggling and he could speak into their situation. These are the things that he expects us to be doing to follow him. And the things, uh, these things will grow in us, won't they? As we stay close to our leader, uh, these things will grow in us like the fruits of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, faithfulness, goodness, kindness, self-control, and probably the others that I've missed out. But those things grow in us. So Jesus' thing he asked the disciples to do was to, uh, to do something. They had to leave their nets. They had to leave their old life behind. And, uh, and he promised it was a two-part thing. One, he's telling them to do something. But the other part is a promise. I will make you fishers of men. They had uh, to spend three years with him, learning from him, learning to follow him. But he's got a promise that uh, he's going to change them completely. They're going to be the ones who draw people to God. Now, these guys uh, didn't just say a few nice words uh, a few years ago. They left for a new life. And that life wouldn't be easy. But Jesus was with them. They wouldn't always get things right, but Jesus would show them the way and help them, uh, help them with the truth. So I think our challenge today is where are you in your journey with Jesus? Have you heard him say, come, give your life to me. Come and uh, accept my love. Or have you um, started on the journey with him? Maybe recently, maybe years ago. And maybe you realize that you're not really following him very closely. Or maybe you've lost touch with him. Maybe you used to be right up there following him, but maybe you've lost touch with him. Maybe you've gone as far as you're prepared to go. Maybe you feel that where you are now, is enough paddling in the shallows when you could be plunging into the deep that's scary isn't it but it's wonderful simon uh, and lou are going to come up and uh, and play some music now and just uh, as we listen to this music before we join in uh, in singing with them uh, let's just consider where we are on our journey have we come are we following and are we doing what he calls us to do and as always I and mean, we don't always announce this but you know if anybody wants prayer for any reason then, uh, then you know now's your chance to come if you want to give your heart to Jesus come out there are people here who will gladly uh, pray with you 
if you want to say you're sorry and that you want to follow him more closely then you know come and pray or if you've got a need in your health or in the life of you or your loved ones come and ask for prayer because we have a wonderful God who calls us to come calls us to follow and calls us to be amen Thank you.